Hey, South Africa, welcome to Farmers Inside Track Weekend. I'm your host, Dawn Numdu, the editor for audience and engagement at Foodform Zanzi. After a three year long battle between lawmakers, the parliamentary vote to amend Section 25 of South Africa's constitution that would expressively allow for expropriation of land without compensation has failed. The amendment didn't get the two thirds support it needed in parliament. And this week, legal experts share their reactions to the outcome. They also look ahead at what the future looks like for land reform in South Africa. Annalise Crosby, head of land and legal affairs at AgriSA, says that she is pleased with the parliamentary proceedings and hopes it will mark an end to what she thinks is a radical approach to the land question in South Africa. Following the debate in parliament on the proposed amendments of Section 25, AgriSA has the following to say. The land debate over the last decade or so has become increasingly radical and we are hoping that this attempt to amend Section 25 is now the end of this radical approach towards land reform. We realise that a lack of progress with land reform has probably led to this climate of radicalism around land. We welcome the recognition of the importance of title deeds and also the intention that was expressed to make land reform beneficiaries part of our economy. We've long been stressing the importance of title deeds as a mechanism of true empowerment of our people. We believe that the outcome of the debate is positive for the future of South Africa and that it will help to resuscitate some of the the trust that we need for our economic recovery. It is critically important that we now make real progress with land reform in a sustainable manner. And we believe that this should happen within the existing policy and legislative framework. And there are some promising programs, um, such as the blended financing program, which we believe can contribute to this, and also the draft agricultural master plan, which we hope will lead to growth and investment in our sector and also to expand participation in the sector. Lastly, we believe that the findings of the high-level panel report in 2017 were spot on, we still believe that, and that Section 25 was never an impediment to land reform. This was actually a long list of other factors which were named by the high-level panel, and those include things like a budget that was never sufficient, poor implementation, corruption, a lack of political will. The emphasis now really must be on effective implementation, We need to have another look at the recommendations of that high-level panel and we need to also really make sure that the agricultural master plan and the blended financing programs are implemented as quickly as possible. Agricultural law expert Katle Hongwangye says it's important to understand that legislation around land expropriation does not just impact Mzanzi farmers. She feels parliamentarians should refocus their energy explaining that perhaps what government should be looking at is developing rural areas, creating employment in those areas to stop the movement of people that is putting pressure on the bigger cities. My opinion on it is that 
I didn't think it would have passed anyway because we don't have the numbers in terms of the different political ideologies of what must happen with expropriation. But I think a second thing one must consider is whether or not we're talking about farmland or we're talking about land that's available for people to acquire title deeds and, you know, rights and title in terms of them having property that they own. I think the bigger conversation is about that and not so much about farmland being expropriated. A second thing that one must consider is that a lot of our cities, our bigger cities, Johannesburg, Cape Town, you know, where the economic hubs are, you have a lot of people moving from the rural areas to the cities, um, obviously seeking better opportunities. And obviously that puts pressure on the cities to have to provide one where they live and two, the services, the bulk services that go with people moving into an area. We both know that Johannesburg, for example, doesn't have enough space for everybody. So I think, you know, when it comes to expropriation, that's the conversation. It's more about how do we make sure people have ownership of land and not so much about agricultural activities around it, because I'm not sure that everybody wants to farm per se. I think they just want to have something they own. And as we know, when you own something, you have an asset that one can leverage on whether you want to to sell it or you want to leave it to your children or you want to use it as collateral to get a loan to start another business or another thing. So I think that's the greater conversation. I don't think that this expropriation story has a lot to do with actual farming or agriculture and taking farms from people that own farms. I think another thing we have to all remember also is that South Africa has a law of general application. So even if this bill had passed, we have to consider that it would not just impact the farmers, it would impact anybody that owns land. In terms of if it had passed, I believe in a use it or lose it concept that anybody that's not using their land should then lose it based on that policy, which is not a new concept in the world. It has been done in other countries. That's the bigger issue. How do we stop the economic migration of people from the rural areas into the urban areas or bigger cities that are already developed? And maybe what the government should be looking at is developing your rural areas, creating employment in those areas to stop the movement of people and therefore putting pressure on our bigger cities to one, provide employment and obviously provide land where people can live and all of that. I think that if the government was to create job opportunities, revive certain parts of the rural areas like your Eastern Cape Free State, all those provinces that are much poorer than the the richer provinces, you would find that we wouldn't be having this conversation at all. Dr. Jack Armour, commercial manager of Free State Agriculture, says he is very relieved that the proposed constitutional amendment was defeated, but comments that the issue around land reform is far from over. After many years of active participation in the expropriation without compensation debate, Free State Agriculture is very relieved that the two-thirds majority was not obtained in Parliament that would have made it able to amend the Constitution of South Africa to bring in expropriation without compensation more explicitly, as well as the custodianship addition that was added at a later stage to this constitutional review process. The whole issue of land reform is, however, far from over. 
There's still a lot that needs to be done and Free State Agri will continue to support a just and equitable land reform program as laid out in the current constitution of South Africa. Restitution to return land that was taken unjustly to rightful owners and for just and equitable payment to the current owners because many owners might have changed hands since the land was unfairly taken from the rightful owners. Furthermore, redistribution needs to continue to take place transparently and fairly, but this can only take place in line with the percentage budget that is allocated by government to the redistribution program. Furthermore, we also don't want that more than 20% of the budget allocated for redistribution is spent on officials and the program itself. The money that is allocated from the taxpayer must go towards buying land for people that need land, not to a bloated bureaucracy sitting there and taking very long to do the job. And then the third pillar of land reform is tenure reform, and that is to return title deeds to those with unsecured tenure or to give title deeds to those with unsecured tenure, but also for the municipalities to come in and fulfill their mandate to make residential property available for farm workers. The nature of farm work is that you can't expect to work on one farm for the rest of your life and not progress upwardly to be able to sell your labor to the highest paying bidder and to improve yourself. And as you improve yourself, offer your labor to somebody else. And for that, you need secure title deeds in the local town and then from the local town off your labor as a farm worker to the farmer that's going to pay you the best that's going to give you opportunities to improve your trade as a farm worker but the old notion of being being stuck on a farm for the rest of your life that's not viable that's not what's going to attract young people into agriculture yes there are old people who have been tenants labor tenants on farms for many many years or laborers on farm for many many years and have retired on that farm and they also need a form of secure tenure maybe on that farm where they prefer to be until the day they die with that we don't have a problem but if it's their choice to want a municipal idp plot in town so that they can pass it on to the next generation something concrete for the next generation then allow that as well i just want to add the next bill before parliament is the the expropriation bill and this bill is a very important bill that also needs to be looked at very clearly and Free State Agriculture will continue to engage with the finalization of this bill. Currently, there are sections of the bill that we do not support, but the concept of expropriation as a means of obtaining land for the public interest, we don't have a problem with that. So that's a globally accepted concept. But the current expropriation bill that is before Parliament has also a very clear mandate to take land for null compensation from existing white owners and it's got these political undertones that we're not comfortable with. So a lot of wording and definitions we've got problems with in the current uh, bill, and thus we cannot accept the current expropriation bill, though expropriation is a concept we don't have a problem with, as long as there's compensation, just and equitable compensation that's payable. So it comes down to the whole just and equitable compensation principle. Thank you so much for joining us. Annalise Crosby, Head of Land and Legal Affairs at AgriSA, agricultural law expert Katle Hongwanye, and Dr. Jack Armour, commercial manager of Freestead Agriculture. Now that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Remember, if you love this podcast, please rate it and share it with your friends, family members, and fellow farmers. From me, Don Numdu and Megan van der Vent, our producer, and the rest of the Food Form Zanzi team, have a great week. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. 
That's why I love food for Mzanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.